Shimai, welcome back to the H-Hour podcast. Sponsoring the podcast today are the Development Society, a community of people who want to be better than they were yesterday. They are more than just a clothing company. Development Society is a truly unique community of like-minded people looking to improve. From merchandise where you have to earn it, not simply buy it, to weekly Zoom yoga sessions, they're the best kind of people you can find. They are hard workers. The community is open to all who want to improve. So if you want to get involved with DevSoc, join their infamous Daily Waves newsletter by signing up on their website. Um, and you can join their Slack community as well. They're also active on Instagram and Facebook. You can find them. They are at the Development Society. Um, but to get more of an understanding about the philosophies and to sign up to that Daily Waves newsletter, you should definitely go to the website, thedevelopmentsociety.co.uk. Go there, check your email address into the Daily Waves sign-up form, and you're laughing. You get uh, daily daily news, daily info to help you um, improve, give you ideas to improve yourselves, introduce you to that community, and get embedded in the DevSoc and the DevSoc community itself. Thank you to DevSoc for sponsoring the podcast and all that you do. And in their own words, stay wavy. Also sponsoring the podcast today are Rugby for Heroes. Rugby for Heroes are a not-for-profit organisation formed in the wake of the death of Private Joe Whittaker, who was sadly killed in 2008, serving on operations in Afghanistan with the Parachute Regiment. Rugby for Heroes, they organise fundraising events to raise money for military charities. They've been doing it every year since Joe's uh, untimely death, and they've just held their first event back since the pandemic, since the lockdown. And it was an incredibly popular event, the Rugby for Heroes Restart Festival at Old Levantonians RFC, which saw three rugby matches going on, it saw the Forces Barbarians playing, the Pacific Islanders Rugby Club playing. There was music on, there was beer, there was festivities, there was food stalls, there was veteran-owned uh, organisations there. It was an incredible event. Big partner back to Mike Relance and all of uh, Rugby for Heroes for organising and pulling off such an incredible event after such a tough year and a half it has been for everyone. It was most welcome. You can keep up to date with what Rugby for Heroes do um, by going onto their website, which is rugbyforheroes.org, rugby4heroes.org, or you can go onto their um, social media. And on social media, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they are on LinkedIn, at rugby4heroes, rugby for heroes. Easy. Definitely do it. Stay informed. They've got more events in the pipeline. Beer and gin festivals, rugby festivals, supper clubs. It's all going to get back underway. Okay. Awesome events. So, like I said, follow them at Rugby Number Four Heroes. Thank you to Rugby Heroes for sponsoring the podcast. Also, sponsoring the podcast today are the Aardvark Group. The Aardvark Group provide advanced systems for the protection and management of territories, borders, assets, and people for a global customer base. The Aardvark solution incorporates risk management, satellite and UAV imagery for situational awareness, safe systems for the identification and destruction of landmines and the remnants of war, and standoff explosive detection technologies. Aardvark group have got it all. They operate in the humanitarian, critical defense, security and commercial sectors in the Middle East, Africa, Asia, Europe and the Americas and they are widely regarded as the most effective landmine clearance system in the world. Aardvark's expertise is in the creation and implementation of safe systems for the investigation, decontamination and handover of land impacted by the remnants of war. One of their recent enhancements since they were since their recent acquisition in 2017 is 
the addition of advanced drone surveillance technologies, UAVs, providing the company with market-leading situational awareness for mine clearing, counter-terrorism, border security and asset protection operations. They've also got a shop online where if you work in a, conf- in a post-conflict zone, maybe you're ex-military, maybe not, that's what you do. You're out there doing whatever you do, security, maybe you work in oil rigs, maybe you do mine clearance. I don't know what you do, maybe you're a medic. The Aardvark shop has kit in there that may be useful to you, that would be useful to you, definitely would be useful to you. So take a look uh, at the shop and use the discount code HOUR when you, when you check out. So it's H-H-O-U-R. They've got things like trauma packs, first aid kits, all designed to be carried in theatre in those post-conflict zones. Perfect. Their website is aardvark.group and they're on social media. Just search for the Aardvark Group. Thank you to David and everybody at uh, the Aardvark Group for sponsoring the podcast. On to the podcast. My guest today is Stevie Broom. Stevie Broom is a good friend. He is one of the founders of uh, Combat Cigars. In fact, it was his idea, actually. He is the genesis. He is really the founder of Combat Cigars. He is also um, a former sniper with the Parachute Regiment and an interesting cat, flipping full of energy, bags of energy, mad as a box of frogs. And that's why I love him. This is the HR Podcast. My name is Hugh Keir, and my guest today is Stevie Broom. Enjoy. Oh, yeah, we're live. We are live. Uh, welcome. Yesterday, I introduced uh, my eldest to Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. Having a hard yeah. time <laughs> holding these alligators down. <laughs> I can't stop sharing him. I just I have to keep him within two three days of my Facebook stories, just so I can get a bit of morale through the week. I absolutely love it. Quality, quality. Right, I was uh, mate. Early start. Early start for, for me. Why? Why sound of it? Ah, we're back in. Early, early yeah, start. yeah. Early, early start for me. You, well, uh, well, for Forces Barbarians Day, mate. It is, yeah. I'm we fully branded up. I'm looking forward to. It. I was a uh, little drive down here, and I was greeted with my opposite number, who. Hugh just showed me um, from the tr- tr- transatlantic team. Fucking Fijian version of Jason Momoa. Yeah, let's ju- <laughs> let's just say if he was on Tinder, his body type would be brick shit house. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Looks like Rikishi from the WWE. If anyone remembers who Rikishi is, he's a- I don't know his name. He's ex Royal Welsh. Uh, he's ex Royal Welsh. He's and he's captain. He's centre of the Pacific Islanders rugby club today. Your Same opposite number. Hey, you're gonna be. You're gonna be. Like folded in half. Yeah, well, he's looking to look at me, thinking I'm the shit with my John Rambo T-shirt on, and he's and he's going to realise I haven't played for about 15, 16 years. Never played centre. Probably don't even remember the rules of it. But there you go. We'll see how we get on. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'd, uh, on the way down here, it was quite funny. I know you talk uh, a lot of on this podcast about kids and their phones and this, that, the other. On the way down here on the M6. There was a there was a, a van, uh, Renault Traffic that had his fr- the front of it taken off. They'd been in an accident, right? It wasn't it wasn't that bad, but it was still an accident. And I was driving past, and they cl- the police or whatever, and the driving standard agency had closed the road off for people to go around into one lane. And there was a lad who was obviously the driver. He wasn't. I'm, I'm presuming he wasn't shaken up or affected by it, but he was sat in the van on his phone, just like this. Can't, like you mean, you can't. You've just been involved in a car accident. Looked semi-serious, and he sat in the car. 
in the van playing on his phone, playing fucking Angry Birds or whatever he's doing. Or fucking, <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, you know. But yeah, playing playing Crossy Road. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> But it could have been shock, mate. It could have been shock. I remember um, people do weird things in shock, don't they? I was sat in Kate's house, right, and when she lived in a different place, and she was on a busy in, in Warwick on Stratford Road, and right outside her house, these traffic lights, okay, and um, just where for pedestrians crossing, not a junction, nothing like that. Anyway, sat there watching TV, mate. Massive kaboom cry, like fucking hell! I look out the window and I just see like bits of something going on the road. Obviously a car. So sprint out, bare feet, mate. Sprint out there, and this Mercedes had smashed straight into um, one of the uh, uh, traffic light yeah. poles, mate. Uh, mate, the poles like yeah, fucking whatever. The Mercedes was right off. like oh, complete right off. But the guy, so the car was like in clip. I went round to the. I went round to the driver's side to try and get in. Mate, the airbags on the Mercedes. Mate, airbags came from everywhere, mate. I couldn't even get in. Because the, the, there was airbags from, you know, like the, where the handle is on the, above the door on the inside? Yeah. There was airbag had come from there. There's an airbag had come from, the, like, where the mirror is inside. The airbag had come from his um, wheel. There's an airbag come from where the uh, uh, seat belt comes from. Mate, it was like Fort Knox running again. Yeah. So I went in the opposite side, and the car, the guy was just sat there, old guy. He was sat there. He just, he wasn't speaking. He was wide, eyes wide open. Just, he was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Completely in shock, not doing anything. The car had realized it had a crash, okay? The system, the music system, this it was, it had dialed Mercedes Emergency Services wow. or whatever it is. I assume it was Mercedes thing. It had dialed, and it was going, sir. Sir, are you okay? Have you had a crash? Sir, have you had an accident? Sir, sir, and I was there. What the fuck? What the fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> but he, he, he recognised the car had a crash and dialed for him. Wow. Yeah. Mate, how quality is that Mercedes? Shout out to Mercedes. Woo! That's not even Tesla. <laughs> Shout out to Tesla. You need to get on that. <laughs> yeah. Although That's Tesla had a crash the other day, didn't they? It's a drive, 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 self-driving vehicle. I think it crashed. That happens all the time. Doesn't Does it? it? I don't yeah, but know. It's, it's Mong's, mate. I wouldn't trust it. I, st- I wouldn't trust it one fucking bit. I've done it with it. I've been in, the, in a Tesla where it drives itself. I went on a test driving one. Ask going like a, a few rabbit's years nose. ago. A few years ago. Um, it was about four years ago. Uh, but it, at the time, it only worked. It, it basically the way it's the way they drive. It's got cameras on the outside, right? And the way it knows it's on the road, it's looking at the white lines. Um, and so if you go an area and there's potholes or there's country roads, <laughs> you're not really doing that. Mate. Yeah. But what about if the cameras fail, like Jeffrey Epstein's prison cell? They're <sighs> going deep. They're <laughs> going deep. <laughs> we've we been going for five minutes, five Steve. Minutes already dropped that in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we going to talk I th- about? I think, we just, I think one thing that we should talk about, which I find is fucking insane, is like the Pentagon, we've been discussing this before, has released statements basically saying yeah you know there are ufos out i was there. thinking about this, this morning on the drive to the garage they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, basically yeah. telling everybody yes yes there are ufos and nobody seems to care mate 100 percent. i i've I'm not surprised it's like fucking good. i was literally before you got here i drove to the garage pick up some milk on my way back i was thinking no one's fucking realizing yeah. I was, and the way i was thinking i think oh, that's, that's, i think that's a tweet i could yeah. tweet that and it'd be like uh just just your daily reminder that the, the that pentagon have acknowledged that there is technology that is not from this world. They've acknowledged it. And like you said, no one cares. No one, no one cares. No one gives a fuck. Well, I think they do care, but it's been overshadowed by other stuff. Yeah. So like the importance of it is just being completely undermined. Yeah. 
wild. It is wild. I know what I care more about. What you Fucking aliens. About? Jesus Christ. I'd... Well, what... I got a theory on it. So, you have, like, you got the, um... You got the Neil uh, Tyson, uh, Degrassi Tyson opinion, which is like, he doesn't believe in it, does he? No. Well, he says he doesn't. Because you listened to the last po- I think it was po- on the run of the Rogan podcast, yeah. and they talked about him. And, t- and, and Rogan seems to think that Degrassi just towing the line. He doesn't want to, like, venture into because... Maybe get funding taken away from yes, them or things like that, right? But it, the point he makes is why would they? Why would they be interested in us if they got all that? Why would they bother coming here? My theory is that it's us. The aliens are us. It's us from the future. That's the only oh, reason shit. they would. It's us from the future, mate. It's the only reason that. Would be, why would they be interested, Steve? Why would they be interested? Well, me and Stu Hale, and if me and Stu, oh, I'll never forget God, this. Me and Stu, <laughs> me and Stu Hale went for a run uh, together yeah. in Oman just before we deployed to Hope Four. And uh, we, but I mentioned this, and he just stopped running. He goes, "That's exactly how what I, what I thought about." And I, I think that they've put us here, and we're some sort of who, who, the alien, who, the who alien, whoever's coming down to visit us. They're like just keeping tabs on us. Maybe we're, may, I don't know. Maybe they found us on. We developed on their planet. Maybe they developed us on their planet. And they're like, "What the fuck is this fucking thing?" And you're like, "Right, what do they need to?" adapt or fucking breathe or live or whatever like in what environment do they need let's fucking send them down there let's just and it, let's just see how they get on and in, and it, as soon as we split the atom there was a lot more traffic from them weren't there and maybe they thought these fucking lunatics are getting out of hand well this is the thing yeah of all of the all of the that's the other thing with it isn't it with all the all the evidence that's yeah all all of the ev- not let's not say evidence because it sounds like oh it's uh, it sounds like it's not a true story but probably is so Everything that's what's known about when we st- first started recording or realizing aliens were cutting about 1947 all started after 1947 yeah. when world war the what the world war finished world war finished and we uh, we dropped and, and we st- and nu- and basically nuclear arms race yeah. went up began began and we started dro- and we started dro- dropping nukes everywhere and then the aliens rock up yeah. like what the fuck because it says from the future because they want it because they try to go oh, screw the fucking that because. But this, here's my theory on it. It says from the future, and they've realised shit. We've gone down the wrong path here, and we're going to become extinct because of because of that's the point we're at. Which is why they're here now to try and change the course of history. That's my theory, one hundred percent, mate. One hundred percent. The other. It's eight thirty in the morning. The what other, are we talking? The, about? the other option. It's not the way it starts. Saturday the morning. other option it could be, where I, which I was thinking about the other day, is is it America fucking with us? Right, the Americans have fucked with us for years. Right, they, all, all right, but let, let's look at everything they've done. Right, just look at all the conspiracies the Americans are involved in. You got fucking NORAD, you got Operation Midnight Climax. What's the NORAD? So Quite. NORAD is is NORAD's actually do to do nine eleven. Right, this is why. They, they, fucking hell, here we go. Go for it, mate. So we'll we'll <laughs> touch into this if we get time with nine eleven anyway. But the nine eleven thing was Operation NORAD was a CIA and government. Uh, funded operation in like the 60s and when people think that the 9-11 planes weren't the actual planes that took off in the first place they were drones right say that again so say that again so, so the, should i be taking the, notes the f the f apparently the fbi had never questioned the um legitimacy of the planes 
because it was never in doubt. They always, they just thought that they the, that, that was the plane that took off, that the crash landed. But the people on the ground were sort of saying it didn't really look like a commercial airline. It looked like something different. You're not different. the Pentagon crash? No, I'm talking about the, the 9-11 crash, the, the into the Twin Towers. Right. Right, but then, and, and then they sort of said, oh, well, you know, we haven't got drones, you know, that's a fucking ridiculous theory right now. Operation NORAD in the 60s was, they basically had created a drone aircraft and they were going to fly it over Cuban airspace get fund radicals or fund you know the militia or whatever out there under Castro to shoot the plane down and then start and then start a war out in Cuba that's operation norad and that was in the 60s they had that did they achieve it though cuz mate to fly a commercial plane or size plane like that is not simple i mean it's not hard now they, 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 they were on the, they were on route somewhere i can't remember where it was the, they were sending the plane on route somewhere that so was going, managed, that was going did, that was going via cuba so they achieved the technology to fly the plane yes the te- that technology was in the 60s was where they were able to fly the plane like that and right, so we're going back to, back to that. So there's, there's no, this is what the American they're fucking dirty, aren't they? So you got the they got NORAD. We're probably not much better. We're, we're involved with quite, quite, probably quite a lot of conspiracies. But you got like uh, obviously you got NORAD, like I just mentioned, the, the Midnight Climax. You, all, you know about that one. No, you? go on. Fuck, have you not heard about Midnight? I'm gonna have terrible memory. You probably so, told so me it's some rambling you, fucking. Midnight message. Climax was there was that bloke, some, something O'Neill that did the book on Manson. And he was, on, he was on the Rogan podcast, and he mentioned about the midnight climax, and it was... The drug test. Yeah, where they were, it was, and they were bringing these VIPs, MPs, whatever they were, to a whorehouse, drugging them with LSD. Senators, senators wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the senators, governors, etc. And he was, they were nailing these fucking uh, late females in, this, in, the, in, the, in the brass house, and they were drugging them with LSD, and then they were video-recording them through a room, like a glass screen, and the, the ladies were getting them to tr- do something, and you know, uh, trying to uh, corrupt their mind into doing what they want, like like the Mancunian candidate type of type of stuff. Uh, they were involved in that. No, but that but that was an experiment that went for decades, right? Yeah, it went for decades, yeah. didn't it? And Manson allegedly could w- do it anyway, couldn't he? Without like, well, he was a manipulative, mega yeah. manipulator. Yeah. But Manson allegedly was on part of this program, but then basically flew off the fucking handle and started yeah. doing crazy stuff. Didn't yeah. He? But he, but he uh, apparently he could get these women to do what he wanted without the use of drugs. It was a cult. Drugs. It was a cult. Yeah. Mate. it was a cult. But and they, they vi- the CIA were visiting him in prison as well. It's fucking insane. The Americans are so. I need to read dead. that book actually. Yeah. Have you read it? No, no. But I'm gonna get hold of it. I think because mm. very interesting. Because I think that even that O'Neill went to go and visit that Manson as well, and there was records of CIA agents going to visit Manson in prison. How fucked up is that? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So you got them. They just they, they're constantly involved in something, aren't they? Always fucking Libya, fucking Iraq, Afghanistan. They always have to be involved in something. There's always something fucking going on. Um, even the COVID thing. Even the, the COVID lab is American funded, isn't it? That's come out recently. What do you, what do you mean the COVID lab? So, so do you know the, the 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 Wuhan lab? That's American funded. No. Are you are you for are you not here about this? Uh, where have you read this though? That come was on. on the recent podcast that I sent you of that. Crystal Ball and how funny, how great! I listened that. to that podcast. Yeah, yeah, they talk about it on there. The the lab is American funded. Nah, it's funded by I American money. Bit. I missed that bit. Yeah, it's funded by America. A American funded lab. I'm fucking telling you, go back and listen to it. It's legit. That's mental. I've, they're involved in everything. Well, do you know? Remember I said about that, that book I wanted to give you, which I haven't finished reading yet, but I will do. And it's um, it's called How the World Works, right? And it's by Noam Chomsky. Rich, 
I've not really heard of. I mean, apparently he's mega famous. I only heard of him about six months ago. I think I think Gaz uh, Gaz Walsh made a mention of it to me, maybe. Um, and the, the how the world works is actually is it's the book is about it's it's four of his books that he's done previously, sixty seventies, well, seventies, eighties, nineties, and they're all in the, anyway. It talks about how and why people do things. It's about America, mate. And w- the bit I'm on at the minute is it's about how they maintain control over what's going on and how they they what how and why they stifle democracies when they're about to happen because it's easy to control an unstable country yeah with a lunatic dictator in charge regime change saddam for example yeah. what's his name gaddafi for example um to control it like that so dictator in place unstable unstable economy because they can make money like that they control can, can control it because if there's an emergence of a, 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 dem- a democracy comes about they, it would grow to become a threat to the state so yeah. they try and play these things down keep them fucking lunatics and then when they can't control them that's when they go in and smash the place up yeah. again Iraq Libya it's really interesting yeah. mate really Panama yeah. Nicaragua yeah. really interesting but it's one of those reads you go oh man it's depressing it's like so depressing. Why yeah. can't the world just be normal? Well, like, I was, I was thought, I was thought about like the American war budget is fucking enormous, isn't it? Right, yeah. like their fucking budget's ridiculous. I always thought they they get all these missiles, bombs, etc. Built right, everything has a shelf life. Okay, so they get all this money spent on all these bombs, etc. They're in storage. Someone comes round when the budget's about to come round, and they go, "Why are you spending fucking ten billion quid on fucking war?" on missiles we're not in war you know they're going to run out you can't just get rid of them can you you can't just decommission them and get rid of them because they'll go well, hang on, but we don't need bombs anymore don't need bomb money so they just i don't know it's weird isn't it they're like oh so should we fucking use these then before they run out of day so then it keeps the war machine going then doesn't it they go all right we've run out of bombs now so we'll fucking get more bombs in and it keeps the funding going so they have to create something to use mm. i always thought that was very peculiar well that's just a but if you're spending money, but then if, if you can't, if there's no money for children to go to college, like Bernie Sanders, typical example, Be- wanted go. 50 billion quid for funding when he was to be prime president to send kids to school for fuck all. And they're going, where are you going to get 50 billion from? It's fucking crazy. Where are you going to get the money to do that? And then Trump, the, like the week after, signed a fucking 150 billion dollar deal to, for uh, research into fucking drones and shit like that. Like where you get? What do you mean he wanted? When they want bomb money or they want war money, they fucking got it. They got it in copious amounts. But when somebody wants it to better someone's life, nah, nah, right. well, it's not in the interests of the American economy to have a, a improved, general uh, like average health of the population. No. Not in interest at no. all, because of the way their private healthcare system. Because of the healthcare system, unbelievable. My brother-in-law. We don't realize how well we got it over here. My brother-in-law described America to a fucking T. He goes, it's a third <laughs> he goes, it's a third world country with a Gucci belt on. <laughs> and he just goes, this, if you if you didn't say right, what name name this country, no healthcare, civil fucking not civil war, unrest. but um, civil unrest, racism fucking rife through I know I know what you're saying, but there's like BLM, you know, there's opposite movements, you know, storming fucking buildings, no healthcare system, like I said, just chaos. You'd think like an African nation or something like that, wouldn't you? You think of like a deprived nation with a lot of fucking corruption and stuff like that. That's, that's fucking what it is. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good Gucci belt. Gucci belt. Gucci belt. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. The uh, mate, that that, that Capitol Hill um, storming. I mean, again, that's another thing. I think people don't realise how how important that is and how, how dangerous it is. How dangerous that is because it'll happen again. Yeah. I mean, it and it and it shows to other countries that like like Britain, like France, like countries that are first world countries. That is is achievable. Mm. It's dangerous because you the, the, you get the unruly, the lunatics part of society yeah. who want to switch things up because they think they're flipping oppressed or whatever. You get. I that. mean, imagine Westminster being taken over like that. It nearly. Imagine did. that. When? When that mean? fucking lunatic tried storming it and stab, start stabbing people up. That, that's that was very per- close. I know, but it, one person. How far did he get? Got all the way to the door. Yeah, but he was Muslim extremist, wasn't he? Yeah, but you throw another five on there. Give him another five blokes. Yeah, but Capitol Hill, mate, was like hundreds of people. But, yeah, but what, do you know what I found very peculiar? And they were, and they were the police Americans. opened the fucking gate. That's what I found very fucking strange. They did. There was footage of them just I going saw like this it. and yeah, opening I the saw gate. It. But do you, know what, do you know what I think happened there? Is Agent provocateur. No, what I think happened there was um, it was a call made in the ground. Was, there was, they, they weren't, it was a case of, right, you ain't going to be able to hold that line. There's only, only a couple of guys there. Or they're going to get in. That crowd's going to get in. So instead of you getting battered and run over, right, Leave the gate, let them come in. You get back here and no, withdraw. No, fighting withdraw. I don't. I don't believe that. They got fucking. They got pistols on their hip. Pull a pistol out. Take another step, and I'm gonna gun you down. Yeah, but get. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. But then there's the danger of you drop someone in that situation, mate. That you you escalate the situation in a, in a massive. Well, way. The, uh, in a massive what's, way. what's more? Well, it's already been gonna escalate. They stormed the building. So what do you want? Would you rather one dead body on your hand or several in in, in there? Because that's what happened, wasn't mm. there? There were several dead bodies. There's people dying of a heart attack in there, you know. I heard about it. Yeah, people because yeah. they were so fucking excited, <laughs> they couldn't believe their fucking <laughs> luck. Mental. Yeah, but that, uh, have you heard of Agent Provocateur? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking good. Have one. I read it? No, but have you, no, have you, you, you obviously yeah. know about it. Yeah. Well, they've, they've, where they used to get people infiltrating gangs, not gangs, into protests, peaceful protests, and then rile them up. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. Or they, well, either rile them up. So, do you or, know, or cause like, the drama, yeah. Yeah. So, so for, for people who don't have a clue what I'm about, Agent Provocateur is like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a method that uh, the American government did. I think the British government did as well. But anyway, it's a, it's a method that has been like admitted and it's a method they use where you'll have a peaceful protest going on. An example was the Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. That was an example. So a peaceful protest, they just sat in the, they were just sat in the streets, they blocked off Wall Street, didn't they? Um, and essentially, there was nothing to be done about it because you, you send police in to go and flip in like, uh, what do you call it? Um, strong arm them out and then it's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you just make it even bigger. You're, you're being uh, abusive and all yeah. the rest of it. So, so agent provocateurs where the government will send in uh, or the authorities will send in pr- government agents or basically police officer pri- yeah. Yeah, or, pr- or people just fucking paid to go in and do yeah. it like ex-mill and stuff like that to go in as protesters but start being violent smashing shops up so just getting violent because then that turn is not a the peaceful protest anymore. It's a violent protest, and then it gives the excuse for the police to go in and remove everyone. Yeah. It gives them the green light to Agent go in and, uh, and, and get rid of it. Happened loads of times, yeah. And I think that was—I think Alex Jones uh, uncovered that. Oh God, I know he's—I know he's a bit mad, but he's got—he's got a lot of things right. He's got a lot of things correct, which is fucking terrifying, really, when you think about it. Someone as mad as him is getting a lot of the stuff right. Like he got that—he didn't get 9/11 right, but he—he he, he said that. Well, what did he say about 9/11? He said—he said that they will. Some somebody will hit. The most uh, like prestigious or most you know well-known building in New York, and 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 he goes, we know we we're gonna you're gonna use Osama bin Laden as the fall guy. He said this before then. No, 
How far before? Uh, I can't remember a year or so before, like two thousand. Crazy. He, so he, he what did he get wrong? Uh, the he's, he's admitted he got it wrong. Was the Sandy Hook shooting? Oh, that. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, yeah. He, that was a bit yeah. fucking naughty. That. But like he got the he got that right. Then he got the fucking Epstein. He was talking about Epstein well before it came out. Was he? Yeah. You, when he was on Rogan's nine eleven podcast, so nine one one podcast, he was talking about it then. How long ago was that? Six, seven years ago? Yeah. And, jo- and Joe was saying he was mentioning that even before then, before he mentioned it on the podcast. It's fucking, And he gets things right. And then there's Bohemian Grove, the Bohemian Grove thing. He got he fucking uncovered that. Like He's not full of shit, this guy. He fucking knows what he's doing. There was one mad one, wasn't there, that he fucking, <laughs> that he talked about where the Chinese, he goes, and the Chinese are um, splicing human DNA with pig DNA to make an animal pig hybrid. And it's like, fuck it. And then they fucking Google, and the Chinese were doing it, getting human... Like, I don't know if they were taking human genes or whatever, pig genes, and trying to make a um, male, a, a human p- pig fucking hybrid. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know how What's we uncovered that. that. I don't what, know. What? It's just the Chinese just fucking doing the Chinese stuff, don't they? Human. Maybe, maybe they want to fucking eat it. I don't know. A human pig hybrid? Yeah. I wonder what, what would be the benefits of that? I don't know. What would that animal be able to do that we can't? I don't know. Uh, sniff, sniff, find truffles without making a mess. <laughs> Eat shit. Eat shit, Eat yeah. Shit. Yeah. Desecrate every field in the fucking in Warwickshire. They're clever, aren't they, pigs? Yeah, they're meant to be clever, yeah. Very very territorial. Very tasty. Very uh, delicious, yeah. Don't tell cheesy that. Are they territorial? Don't tell cheesy that. Don't tell cheesy. Yeah. But they had to try it. So if a pig got if a pig goes into a pen that's that wasn't there before, the other pigs will attack it and fucking they'll go sick on it. Take chunks out of it. Very territorial animal. And that's literally got a pen there and a pen here. And they live within fucking spitting distance. But if he goes in there by accident, they'll attack him. They'll go fucking mad. What do you think about COVID, mate? Well, uh, serious. We mentioned Wuhan. Um, and I don't know. So we, yeah. What do you think about... Do you think lab made... Do, how, just tell me. What's your theory behind it? How it came to be released? I don't know, mate. It's a difficult one. Difficult to say without getting in trouble. Well, no, but you can just just give yourself a disclaimer every time. I, I think it's fucking. I think <laughs> it's. I think it's real. I always think it's real, but I, I don't. I don't know that much about it. I'd be made, I'd be talking shit, but. What do you mean you've been talking shit? Like I do it all the time, mate. I get things wrong all the time. It's fine. The, the longer the longest the longest gone on, and now I now I've heard that the Americans are, are funded the, the lab. It just I don't like the Americans in hands with anything. I always think there's something fucking fishy going on. Pass me that water, yeah. What mine? Yeah, that's right. It's like when you look at all the when you look at all the wealth that's been made by all these large corporations. I know it's they say, oh well, you know, the large corporations have got to stay open, as do Tesco, etc., 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 etc. Amazon's made a fucking his wealth grew by seventy billion or something like that. I think that the, the, when it's got the, this COVID's got released, or you know, it just escaped whatever it did. The wealthy, the super wealthy, the MPs are using leg- COVID legislation for a, maybe for a, a test of power, letting them know what, how they can treat us if they can lock us away for a certain amount of time or whatever. I don't see the benefit in locking everyone away. I really don't. It, what, what, what's the benefit of keeping everyone locked up? The, the, the tests are a bit fucking funny as well, aren't they? The PCR tests. 
So me, me, me missus got a test at home. Her mum got her a test. Her mum works at the hospital. And she had like a test and it was negative. And then she was on, staying at her mum's. And then she went straight from her mum's, never went to any shop, went straight to the COVID lab test place. I think it's the same test. Got a test and she was positive. There's like countless like test stories of people having it and people not. It's fucking strange. But, but back to the back to the the, um, the origins of it or whatever. The lab's named COVID, isn't it? The lab's named the COVID Research Centre. What the fuck? I don't fuck? know. I heard the same podcast. Yeah. They said that, but I don't know if that's fair. Yeah, well, it's, but it's, it probably is. Yeah, right? allegedly it's named the fucking COVID lab, isn't yeah. it? But I mean, isn't that fucking suspicious already? I mean, the te- what the fuck? What the fuck happened? How the fuck did it escape? Well, I think it was. A, I think it was. A, I. I think it, it's like ev- all the evidence points to it came from that fucking lab. But there was. I a, think it was accidentally. Accidentally, and the Chinese tried to cover it up. That's why, because because they would, because you wouldn't, because they would, they would want to cover it up. They wouldn't go on and go, oh yeah, we were testing shit in there and actually got out and we've created a, a global pandemic. Um, but, but then what about numbers? Uh, what's the point of talking about the numbers? Like the Chinese have got what have they got? Fucking two billion people, four thousand have died. <laughs> oh, fucking two billion people. Because they, they had the advantage of being forewarned. They knew what was going on. They knew what had been released. They knew how to control it. That's why. Okay, well if this. American-funded lab. Surely the Americans know what's in there as well, then, don't they? So if it's getting released, the Americans know exactly what they're dealing with. Mm, maybe. You know, if the Americans are funding it, the Americans are going to go, okay, what is this? You know, what are you researching? They want to know everything. I'm sure there'd be Americans there. There'd be American agents there overlooking everything. What that what that is there? If it's an American-funded lab in China, what does that tell you? They're working together. No, not necessarily, mate. Of course, it has we've to got be. we've got the UK has investments in China in different industries and sectors and different things, and uh, again, it, it, in, so the question is, in what context? If they have got investment or uh, in that lab, in what context are there other nations with an investment in that lab because it's a bio research center? Good, good question. You yeah. know, um, it could be Uganda. You don't fucking know, do you? Uganda might give them, I don't know, fucking ten grand or whatever just for a bit of research. You don't know, do you? But. Mm. Yeah, it's all very fucking strange. Whenever Americans are involved, the only I thing go, is mm. with it, right? Is that on on the subject of it being intent? Because there is that conspiracy theory. Oh, there is. Oh, I can hate saying conspiracy theory. There is that um, people have this idea that maybe it was intentionally released. Again, for what you were saying there, um, intentionally released to to for as a global test. Well, to exercise control. Yeah. We've got a problem in the UK where there's been a lot of civil unrest oh, before the pandemic, right? Just you know, things that things have been slipping a little bit in terms of how, um, how what's the word? How um, content society are. America is even worse, mm. right? Um, so there is that idea that we was released with no, not that it was released, but when it was released, that that the situation was used to take it was taken advantage of in order to, like you were saying, to exercise control. To get more control of the population, not not to not to I think to get the population to as in, I mean like UK or America any whichever country right not to get us to do what they want us to do so to 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 control our actions but to make us more predictable. It's not it's not possible to get people to do what the government couldn't could like I don't think could turn around and get us <coughs> all to end up I don't know. Fucking only having one kid, for example. For example, right? Not for, they wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, even if you try to bring in legislation, it wouldn't have. The Chinese achieved it, right? But we, we they wouldn't be able to do it here. But what they can do with, like, with, with now, with these, with these powers that they've, with the, 
with in response to pandemic, lockdown, etc. Which I absolutely, I'm not questioning. I you know what I think. I think it was all necessary, right? But it makes us we we're now more compliant, right? Which makes us more predictable. Yeah. And when we're predictable, you can when something's predictable, you can you can take advantage of that and capitalize from it, especially where money's concerned. Yeah. You know, and votes are concerned. But it didn't. But it did, it still didn't stop anyone doing what they really wanted to do. Well, it created more problems. This is the thing with America. It's like, because of the way they're set up, with all the different stakes and do what they want, and the situation they're good in going into it, it just made it worse. Yeah. It's made it worse. And their response to the pandemic was horrendous, because just different states were doing what, different, what they wanted, wh whatever they wanted, not, going, not doing what was best for the country. Loads of... Well, in some situations, you had, you know... A lot of people died who didn't need to die. In other situations, I'm talking in different systems. Yeah. In other situations, they went completely over the top, and it's still going to completely over the top, and it's decimating the economy because it they, they, they've been too strong with their measures. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's. A, I wouldn't want to. I mean, it's a cool place, <laughs> America, to visit, yeah. but I wouldn't want to live there. No way. I, I think I think definitely there's been a lot of pressure put on the government from large corporations as well for them to stay open. Like you got McDonald, Mc fucking McDonald's is. Don't tell me McDonald's is essential or KFC's essential. Did they Mac and shut? If they did, they certainly opened very fucking shortly. I think they did shut, but they opened. I wonder. I think I think they said that the uh, inside shut. I know that. I wonder if you, the drive-through. You, you, you could shut. do you could do drive-through, yeah. All the way through the pandemic. I'm, I don't know. No fucking I don't way. Know. I don't. Th maybe not. But but they told everyone to stay at home, so surely you couldn't. Surely they weren't open. They had, a, they had a complete lockdown at one point, didn't they? Where everybody had to stay in the fucking house. I wonder if it's an essential business. It's not, though, is it? And that, that has been open for a majority Wait, of the amount of time. WH Smith stayed open. WH Smith stayed open. WH Smith never closed. No. Uh, essential business. It's fucking It's note, got a good fucking sandwich. Notepads and Christmas it. cards, yeah, mate. That's it. Mad. Crazy. But why? Why Why? why, why does Andy's... Because, I got because to, like you said, money. Exactly. Money. And again, it, it's... Uh, this is... A, that's what I think. It's the situation being taken advantage of by, <coughs> by people who need capital, by people who, who've got the money. Yeah. Again, going back to the pharmaceuticals, especially in America, just the more unhealthy a nation is, the more money it is for, ph yeah. for big pharma. Yeah. It's in the, that, it's, that's why it's shit in food's in, so cheap it, and good food's so expensive. It's in their interests to have an unhealthy nation. Mm. <laughs> it's really <laughs> if everyone's it, healthy, yeah. no one needs medicine. Mm. Like, you know, we, we, again, we don't realize lucky we got yeah. it in the UK. Uh, absolutely. Not. If COVID's done anything, it'll wake people up to look after your health a little bit. Mm. You know, stop going to fucking McDonald's, m make your own food. You know, go for a fucking run. I had Macadies yesterday. Smoke a cigar. Smoke a cigar. My special is a victory. I go for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, there we go. Oh, what should so? This is your first business, right? How, how long have we got before I can go into 9-11? How long are we going for? Because I would like to talk about 9-11. Oh, go for it then. No, 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 no. You say what you want to say. We'll, maybe we'll go at the end. Okay. Um, we are, what, six months into uh, going into business together? Yeah. You, me and Jared. Yeah. This is your, this is your first foray in the set of a business? Am I yes, right? yes. How have you found it? I found it all right, mate. You do a lot of that fucking hard work. You do a lot of the hard work. Shout, shout, <laughs> shout out to Hugh. He does a lot of the hard work. I, I, I come up with the idea. J Jared was involved with it, who also said they don't do it military, or there isn't a military fucking cigar sort of brand. And that's where it stemmed from, really. I'm enjoying it. I'm gutted I've never had the idea, mate. I know. I'm so pissed off. I say it regularly. Do you? Yeah. 
I, I, I'm very creative. I'm very creative. I can come up with all sorts of fucking ideas. I know, we've been talking about half of it. Ch- ch- <laughs> <laughs> like, ch- let's check this out. Like, I come up with a fuck. I always thought I'd be a great comedy writer. Right, and I come, I just I just sat there one day, and this was one one TV show I thought of. I'd maybe like a, a bit like an Only Fools and Horses kind of British drama, a British comedy show. And it'd be, one of them would be like a handyman who is just shit at fucking everything. And he just does <laughs> odd jobs for cheap, undercuts every, all the fucking tradesmen. And I come up with one, what was the other day? I don't even know how I thought of this. I think it was at a kid's birthday party. It, it involves, it was at my son's birthday party. And I saw a kid, he had his top off, about six years old, chasing bubbles from the bubble machine, and he was going apeshit over these bubbles. He was Angry. loving it. I yeah, Lennox loved it. Just trying pushing kids out of the way, trying to get them all. And I just thought, <laughs> imagine at this TV show, this DIY man, and it's like a social club. It's cheap. It's like Phoenix Nights type thing. And the Andy man came in to fix a toilet, but he had somehow put the plumbing in with the fucking bubble machine. <laughs> And these kids were running around, eating little shit bubbles, little diarrhea shit bubbles. And you just see this kid running around and going, and then going, Spitting and all out. the parents like going, and you just smell a shit going through the air. I just thought of that just off the cuff. I've got, I'd made a little sketchbook of loads of different episodes. Have you? You got yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the one that always sticks in my head because that was the first one I thought of. I've always been very creative. I think I've just always been like. Why that. don't you do comedy then? Have you ever, pra- have you ever practiced stand up? Have you practiced it? I was great at Hugh at Luke's. That was a good speech, man. That was a great speech. That was. A, I've never cringed so much in my life. Yeah. Uh, for the for the bride and groom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was fucking yeah. But have you ever done like have you ever like, no? I have thought sat about your, it. Stood in thought, your living room. And I, done, have, like, I have thought about it about doing it. Just going to Manchester and just uh, doing like a standout night. I, I have thought about it, but I'm, man, I'm offensive. I'm really offensive. Yeah, but that rolls today, mate. You could Not, get. Mm. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I think. I think at the moment we. We are, we've gone through about two years, three longer than that, three or four years of crazy down the like political correctness route, comedy being a drama, everyone being offended by everything. Get fucking, I don't even explain it. Everyone knows like what what the sketch is. I think we're coming out of that now. Yeah, I think there's a backlash against it. Uh, like with, woke comedy in it. Yeah. yeah, like I was saying to was I saying it to the other day. I realised it was about a week ago. That uh, you remember all the cultural cultural appropriation bullshit. Mm. Remember that? that that was rife at one point. Mm. Like someone wearing dreadlocks to get beasted yeah. for <laughs> cultural appropriation. What are you talking about? I know. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, and I realised it was about a week ago. Yeah, that I hadn't seen any exact. I haven't seen that at all in any news. No one getting accused of it. I haven't seen it on social media. All that bullshit. Well, at one point, we couldn't get away from it. Yeah. It was mental, and that's gone away because. Yeah. It's bollocks. It's bollocks. But then, the, the, then, the, then I did see something a day later with Chloe. I think it's Chloe Kardashian, Kardashian got accused of, of cultural appropriation yeah. of the clubs because of dreadlocks. Yeah. Well, trust Justin Trudeau got it, didn't he? The Canadian president. He's fucking. There was he one of him. It. He's, he's got. He had one of being a Muslim. He's dressed as Aladdin. I'm not, I'm not even sure Aladdin is a Muslim. Is he? He's fucking. Is Aladdin? Uh, like, Come from Egypt. Arab. He's Arab. Yeah, he's Arab. Yeah. Uh, well, it, well, first off, he's an invented character. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even real. But yeah, anyway. But I think we're on the up. My point going back. I think we're, I think I think we're on the way out of it. it. I think that um the the with the wind's gone from the sails, it's not going anywhere. It's it just it just completely counterproductive. It's like the it's just stupid, mate. It's just yeah. stupid. Why like the pronoun thing pisses me off. 
I don't mind that, right? But but I, I, I've got no issue. Again, I've got no issue with people like wanting to be called whatever they want to be called. Oh, the pro- I don't have a problem. But it's where it's the it's where you get people who are banging on about pronouns are just doing it for v- virtue signaling. Yeah. If you look like a bloke and you dress like a bloke and you talk like a bloke or your fucking Twitter image looks like a bloke, you do not need to put in anything your pronouns are he, him. Yeah, yeah. No shit. No shit. Why are you saying that? It's only one reason you're saying that. Virtue signaling. Attention. Not, it's not helping anything. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You only need to announce your pro- you don't need to announce your pronouns, but if you want to, you only need to do it if they aren't he, him, or she, her. Yeah. You don't need to do it. Fucking mental. Remember the Jeremy Corbyn video? Did you see that? No. Oh, I love Labour sometimes, mate. He did this video, and it was a it was a, it was a promo video, and at the end he said, uh, "Yeah, my 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 Jeremy Corbyn, my pronouns are he, him." <laughs> Fucking what? Jesus Christ, mad. It's, it's obvious what you're doing. You're just trying to. You're just trying to get yourself on the right side. It's bullshit. Yeah. Is that, mate? What? I'm loving all. I'm loving all the. I never, I never express opinions about this normally. You get, you speaking of M- MPs, or I love everyone. I love everyone. Whatever your pronouns are. Speaking of MPs, my pronouns are MPs dropping themselves in the shit or whatever. Talk about Mang Hancock at the minute. I'm loving, uh, loving these right. fucking pictures and stuff. What like that. happened there? He was caught about a month ago necking on with, uh, with some bird who works at the House of Commons. That's not his wife. And she's a bit of a fox. I don't know. I've not. I seen think she is. Yeah, this year. he did well. Yeah, Gina well, Caladangelo. I think she might Something be. Like she that. looks Indian, though. I think. Yeah, but she looks like a bit of a fox. I don't know. Yeah, I just hate. I think so. Okay. And he's not. I mean, he's not the most exciting, you know, p- man. Is yeah, he? Yeah. I wonder what her pronouns. He's are. no, uh, you know, Jason Momoa. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the 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 memes and that are coming out are fucking great. My favorite one is where they've molded his face on Tossin Powers and hers. God, the oh, fucking yeah. the Tory that shagged me. It's fucking. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the best thing to come out of the internet, that. Is fucking memes, memes. and gifs and shit like that. Yeah, I was thinking of having a wall in the studio with my favourite memes on. Yeah. But it, it, the studio would just covered in memes because every single one is my favourite. Yeah. Like, like some of the Combat Cigars ones on Instagram. Right, anyone who, uh, if any, if anyone who's aware of Combat Cigars and is listening or watching this, right, we've got an Instagram account. Don't go on it if you're easily offended. Steve runs the Instagram account and it is absolutely lethal. Lethal. I have when I see a notification saying Combat Cigars has posted a timeline. I, I have felt my heart rate goes up. Man, oh god, what's he done now? What's he posted now? <laughs> there, there is one that's in the that's in my phone, and I'm just I'm under strict, strict. <laughs> may or may not involve a big black uh, uh, porn yeah, big, star. Yeah, big black porn star, <laughs> and the, and the time scale on how it, how long it would take you to smoke it. <laughs> Don't post that. I won't. I'm not going to. <laughs> But yeah, right. Uh, can we go? Nine Eleven. Yeah, can we touch it? Right. So yeah, Hughes always known me as being a bit of a Nine Eleven conspiracy Ken. So I like. When did you saw Nine Eleven? Not happened. I always remember it. I was on a school bus going home from school, and I genuinely was like, I'm from a very poor town anyway in Wales. And uh, where are you from? Ammonford, not oh, far, yeah, from, not Amonford, far from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I always, I, I never had any fucking intention of staying where I, where I was not bit of a broken home and what what whatnot but I just wanted to get the fuck away from there to be honest so I just I left and to be honest that was a bit of an initiative for me and a bit of a fire starter to join the army because I was like yeah you know I'm not fucking you know this is out of order this I, I fell for it kind of thing I was like let's fucking do it so that's why I joined but there's a lot of things that I just don't 
that just come to light for me on 9-11 that just blew my mind. And like I just mentioned here on America's, America's fucking history with, you know, the things they get up to and whatnot. I just, uh, yeah, it just started, things just slowly started to come into place for me. And I know David like, gets a bit of fucking grief, but he, again, he's like Alex Jones. He talks a lot of fucking lunacy sometimes, but a lot of sort of stuff he talks is sense. And like, what do you think about 9-11? Well, do you know what? Just because you've mentioned uh, Alex Jones and David Icke on this podcast, it is, I uh, reckon YouTube will not let the, this episode be monetized. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. Wow. No, yeah, that's because you've mentioned the names. Wow. We'll see. I'll let you know. We'll see. Because well, you, on YouTube, when you put it on, you upload the video and then it goes, do you want to monetize this? So it's basically show ads. Right? Oh, okay. You know, it asks you, but you have to have a certain number of subscribers first, right? Okay. It asks you, and then it checks. Wow. It checks the video, right? Uh, to see if, um, it you know, pr- goes through it, and, and it's looking for certain words. All right, wow. Yeah? And let's see. I reckon, because you mentioned, I, Alex Jones will be right. I reckon you mentioned David Icke. It, it won't, this won't uh, be, it won't be on. It'll, oh, say, okay. it'll say, this video can't be monetized. It, uh, it's not suitable for... Um, it's not suitable for ad- advertise advertisers or whatever. Yeah, and they'll decide. Right, okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So oh, what do I think about what? Sorry. Yeah. See, so what do you think about that? I think you believe that. Did you believe that it was made to happen and then let to happen, or did, did you not? Did you? Are you under the impression where it was? They knew it was happening and they just went, okay, let's leave it. Oh God. Good because question. I, let's, just, let's just me get into it. So I think, I think they the Americans had known about it. I think they were th- think. Let's look at Iraq. Okay, they'd already. Like, we, we were talking about using the bombs, keeping the war going. Keeping, it's twenty years ago now, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus. long time ago. And uh, we talked about the, keeping the war machine going. You know, keeping the funding coming in for war and this that. You're using bombs, etc. So they'd already been to Iraq. Everyone knows that Iraq. You know, weapons of mass destruction thing. He didn't have any. It just seems like it was a regime change sort of thing. Yeah. That was after nine eleven. Yeah. No, that was. Was it after nine eleven? 9-11, that in 2001, we invaded Iraq in 2003. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Um, so that had gone on. So the, for me, they'd already used... It was the, the... 9-11 was the... That was the catalyst for invading Iraq. Okay. Like, so that, when, so what, the Iraq invasion wouldn't have been possible without 9-11. So what, what about the... So why did they blame Bin, La, Bin Laden then for 9-11 and not invade Afghanistan straight away? They did go... They went straight into Afghanistan. Did they? Okay, all right. They well, they, there you go. 2001, 2002, they went straight into Afghanistan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I can't remember the name of the op. And a two power went to Kabul, I think. Um, and there was and there was SF ops going on in the mountains. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. So, uh, they, so they're already sort of. All right. Then so they're already sort of moving the play, chess pieces into place because I think they they've they, they did it with Obama, didn't they, about Syria? That where the, he, he wanted to put a vote to the people to go to war in Syria, and everyone said no, we don't fucking want it, and he did it anyway. And he sent them there, and I, th- I think back then. They just needed to create something because the people don't want to go to war, do they? Not really. People, the natural, the normal people don't want to send their sons and daughters off to fucking war, do they? So if they put it to a vote for the people, we need to go to war. They're going to go, no, what the fuck do we want to go over there for? Oh, oh, he's got weapons of mass destruction. So they give, and he's a fucking lunatic. And or we create a new fucking event where, where everyone goes. Like they did this in, with Pearl Harbor. With Pearl Harbor... The, the whoever, who, I can't remember who ran for president during 1944, but he got elected because he basically was saying, "We're not going to. I'm not going to send you our boys over to Europe and fight the war, etc., etc." And then, and then Pearl Harbor happened, and he was like, "Well, we fucking can't have this. Look what's fucking happened here. We've got to get involved now." 
and that created, and I think that's that stemmed now from here. And George Bush, and they, they, what the fuck was the article that was written? The America, I'll have to, I'll, I'll get it for you. It, it, there was an article with loads of these heads of states um, were involved in, and then they all came into power at the same time, and they'd all written this sort of article on where they wanted to see America go, and they wanted to see a regime change in the Middle East, and the the, the cause would be their new Pearl Harbor. That's mentioned in this sort of document, right? I'm going fucking. I need to stick on one fucking thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, the, the structures of the buildings as well. Okay, so, so there was three towers that fell down on 9/11, not two. Oh, back to America now. Okay. Yeah, back to America. Sorry, <laughs> it's fucking hell. It's just it's so fucking big and there's so much to cover. Let's try and stick to one. Right? So the the buildings, right? So they were hit by they hit hit by planes. Okay, there was another building that fell down called Tower Seven. The official report of that falling down is an office furnishings fire. Okay, have you ever seen, have everyone ever seen the footage of the office furnishings fire? It's got one strip of fucking fire around it. There was a guy named Larry Silverstein who was renting the building or had the lease for the building. And he was on public public service broadcaster saying that he had spoke to a the fire chief and said, well, there's been such a loss of life today. You know, let's just pull the building. Let's just pull it. And it fell like a fucking, how did it fall? Like a fucking controlled explosion, didn't it? Just collapsed on itself. It was in free fall speed, up free fall speed and just collapsed. So you've got to get detonate. You don't just, if a building's on fire, you're not going to then run in and put the detonators in here. That has to be done weeks in advance. Yeah. It's, and then you go back to the, to the towers. Buildings like that cannot fall by being hit by a fucking plane. What's a plane made out of? Titanium, aluminium or something like that? Or light metal? It's not going to fucking bring the building down, is it? And even if it does, the, the centre complex of the building, that concrete thing, is going to be standing, isn't it? Look at that building that got hit in... Where was it? In Was it Libya? Beirut? No, it was in, it was in Beirut. Is it with all the uranium in the bunker? Oh, Beirut, yeah. Fucking Lebanon. one of the largest explosions ever recorded, and the building still stood. And it's built in fucking Beirut. <laughs> It's it shook the whole fucking city. Have you seen? There's a 30 minute video of people recording it, and they've taken all the clips from people. It's blown them on their feet, off their feet. Like blown all, blown all the windows, fucking everything, and the building still stood. Are we are we fucking stupid? Do you know what I mean we? I, th- I honestly think we've fallen for it big time. How how can a building fall from being hit by a plane? It's like me throwing. Something like my, the scale of that. Say that's one of the Twin Towers. Me throwing something at it like that. That's what it's like, isn't it? Even if it pierces it, it's not going to fucking go through it. A toothpick. If you give me it's a toothpick, not, really it's not sharp. Simple. It's not as simple. Okay, it's not you know, sim- you know why you, I think. Yeah, I, 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 do, like, I don't. Oh, God. You know what I think after episode 100. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't think it was there were controlled demolitions. I think the planes hit and they fell down. And that's what that's what I believe. Okay. I, th- I believe I believe it is possible for that. Though. Okay, but they they fell in free fall speed, so the and the, the I don't think it's falling. It's going to fall. But it's it's been hit at the top. It's not been hit at the bottom. So how and, and if it's going to come down, it's going to have resistance. It's going to pancake down, isn't it? It's not going to get faster. It's going to get slower. The problem, we, right? Here's the problem with this. Hang on. Here's the problem with this. We're trying to discuss the technicalities of this, and we ain't fucking engineers. 
No, no, there is actually a documentary you can watch for, called 9 11 um, Architects and Engineers for 9 11 Truth. Yeah, but you, you'll be and able they'll to talk about it. But you'll also be able to find, Steve, a documentary that says 9 11 Truth and says it is possible that they fall down from planes. Okay, well, let's let's build a skyscraper and let's fucking well, throw a plane at it. Yeah, we had this conversation, didn't we? Yeah. That's, this is the thing with this. Like, we are experts. We're armchair experts. We are fucking armchair experts. So it's like, you believe one thing, I believe the other. We could argue to a blue in the face based on what we've read or what we've fucking watched or what. Yeah. The reality is we don't know any better, right? Yeah. I would like to know. But the only way you, like we were saying there, the only way you could you could really find out is to build yeah. a yeah, scale demonstrate replica. It. Demonstrate it. Yeah. Some billion UAE, some billionaire. UAE, go and do it go and fucking do it. UAE yeah, yeah. fund it. Build a scale replica of the of the Twin Towers, fly two fucking planes yeah. in there and the Wallace, drones. Wallace, Wallace on nineteen sixties drone technology. Technology. Operation NORAD. <laughs> But yeah, but so you got so you got that that uh, obviously happened. It just it just make, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would they do it though? So why would they, to why get would us into a war? What to get us into war? Need a, we could, need a reason you, to go. But you could do you can't that. just go for no reason. But you could do that without having to fucking drop your own buildings. How? Well, how were any of the wars done? We did it. In, we did it in, in uh, going into Kuwait in the nineties. Okay. I had a reason for that. We did it the Korean War. We did it for fucking Falklands War. We did it for. Uh, the only reason well, the Falklands War we got involved because they took. Yeah, I don't know why I mentioned. Island. I don't, I don't know, know why I mentioned. mentioned Falklands is a really bad example. Sorry, to, I didn't want to offend anyone. There, fucking hell, stupid. That was a bad example. But um, uh, yeah, Gulf War. But they need, they need to get something. Going. How else? Vietnam. How? Okay, but the, the Viet- I know I don't. I don't really know. I'm going to get into Vietnam War. I'd like to know more about it. I don't know much about the Vietnam War. But anyway, back to 11 Go on. Yeah. So you've got you you got just just have a think about it. Just have a think about a building coming down that's been hit by a fucking jet. Okay, it's just not going to come down. All right, not, let, not, not for me, all right so let's say gonna, let's say that's the case. It fell in free fall. Let's say that's the case. <laughs> let's say that's the case. And all right, so right. Yeah. So there was we, a, right. Okay. So, so the building had fallen. Right. Okay. So when you when the building fell, you'd think they'd have this fucking ridiculously intense investigation into what happened. They'd search the fucking place. They didn't. They just picked all the shit up, put it in the back of trucks, <laughs> sent it to fucking New Jersey, and got it fucking smelt. Sent it to China to get smelted. There was no, there was like barely any, why are they not fucking? That is fucking, a weird one about it, isn't it? They just that took everything and just yeah. sent it away. And they, they did get let people have a look at it, but it was like 30 <sighs> seconds. It was like, oh, have a quick look at it. And why are they taking it all the way to New Jersey? Like a 45 minute drive away. It depends where, it depends what, where the where this stuff is, where the labs are, where the equipment is. They need to look at it. Right? However, that is a weird one. It went, to a, it went to a scrapyard. That's where it went. Okay. It's fucking insane. But you, okay, so there's another no, one. I know, and it's the same with the Pentagon. It wasn't investigated very well. No. Like it didn't, like cursory. And you would, I agree. That is a yeah. strange one about it. And the only reason I can see that that would, why they would do that, is to, is to get the situation rectified ASAP in terms of visually, aesthetically, get, get, the, get people back on top, like basically for morale, but also to reduce the, 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 um, Reduce the amount of propaganda that the terrorists, ISIS, who was it at the time? Who the fuck was it? Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda could uh, could use could could get from it footage aftermath. But of what? The but, but, but what? But the buildings have already been hit by the planes. No, I know. I'm just saying that. I'm just what I'm saying is that's the only plausible reason I can think why they would go like just fuck, just clean this shit up, just let minimize minimize the advantage that could be gained from this by Al Qaeda. That's all I'm saying is that's the only reason I can think why they yeah, would do the yeah. investigation. I know you don't believe. Oh, do you believe? That? I don't know if you believe that. Do, be, uh, do I believe what? That, that they got rid of it because they didn't want anyone to see it. To see the aftermath of it, because everyone's going to, there's footage everywhere. Everyone's going to see the aftermath of it. Oh, I don't know why they, I don't yeah. know why, but they, they did. Yeah. Okay. So there was, there, <laughs> was, it up rapid. there was that, there was that. And do you know the, like the Operation Nora, the drone thing, where, where that sort of gathering pace was from phone calls made, 
on the planes. Okay, so there was phone calls that was received by loved ones and stuff like that from people on the plane. Cold in it? It is fucking freezing. Mm. And um, so the pl- so some of the planes that were, I think it was, uh, I think which plane was it? Seven. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which fucking plane it was. One of them that got hit. They said they were making phone calls to loved ones uh, before the plane hit, etc. Now on the way in, it's one of the some of the times of the phone calls was the plane's altitude is around thirty thousand feet, and it came from a mobile phone. So they were making mobile phone calls at thirty thousand feet. There was an, there was another. This is legit. How would you do that? You can't. You do can't that. do that. You can't do that. I there was another. The other one of the other aircrafts. They said they they called off an air phone. You know, one of the phones, you put a credit card in, phone, phone off there. The plane that left and struck the um, one of the buildings didn't have earphones in it. So then the FBI changed the story and said, oh, they must have done it off the mobile. And then there was there was a call made. A, a, lot, of the, a lot of the people who received the calls said they would, it just sounded like they spoke Definitely, to it, Was it not, they said it was, did they say mobile phone and not a sat phone? Because it could have been, because you do a call from there, but... It could have been, hard, but, but, the, but, the, but the altitude, like the altitude thing is still strange, isn't it? You can't. Well, make, no, you can, you're, it's year two thousand and one. You can't make a fucking phone call on a plane with a with a with a, with a no, but you, cell phone. You, you, sat phone, you could. Well, Who, who's got a sat you, phone? Uh, hang on, but you, but you would struggle to get a signal inside because you need line of sight antenna. Yeah. Mm. The phone calls are very peculiar. There was and there was another one where the phone where one of the planes had crashed, and whoever made the phone call off his mobile was the call was still active for about fifteen minutes after the plane hit. What, the, one of the, when one of the planes hit and someone made a phone call off their phone, the phone call was still live 15 minutes after the plane had hit. It's all very, that's all very fucking strange. Very strange. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, anomalies, an, I can't even ever say that, anomalies. Is that isn't it? Anomalies. <laughs> anomalies about the phone calls and the legitimacy of the, the phone calls that were made. Why is it so, why is the, why is 9-11 so, so relevant to you now, 20 years later? Because you obviously, you hang a lot on it. I'm not saying it's irrelevant, I'm just asking but you. It, it, it helps me realise that, that these people are not honest people. Don't fucking believe what the government are telling you, for the love that. of God. These people are not your friends. Don't think that they wouldn't kill 3,000 of their own people because they went to Iraq and Afghanistan and they killed 500,000 people. You know? They, they, they don't give a fuck. It, I, it's, it's, about, it's, all about the, it's all about money and all that sort of stuff. That's what I believe. I, we went to Afghanistan under good... I went there under good impression, uh, uh, good motives, you know, fucking uh, queen and country, etc., all this sort of stuff. And the Taliban were doing some fucking nasty stuff out there. They were, you know, they were ruling the country. They were fucking beheading people. They were in, increasing Sharia laws everywhere. So... You know, we went there for good, some good stuff, but a part of me just thinks, was I fooled? Was a part of me fucking led down a garden path with that? Go on. With, like, because that was the reason why I joined the army was 9-11. I saw that and went, I'm fucking going. I was a big part of it, as well as getting out of a sh- shit little town. Shout out to Armanford. Shout out to Armanford. There's, <laughs> there's some nice people there. There's not some nice people there, but I, I don't like it. I, I prefer to get out of there, to be honest. Mm, I agree with you, mate. It's uh, the, the, you know, the... the the pretenses that we send to places or we go to places are not what we're told is not what the truth is. No, I, I believe that, yeah. and it's all about power and money, you yeah. know. And um, I wholeheartedly believe that. And you should, yeah. be, you should be able to question no matter how fucking daft your idea is. Oh, yeah, uh, but that's not to say that 
there isn't positive impacts that can happen when you go. Yeah. We made positive impacts in Afghan, albeit on on a small scale, a short term, when you think back and go, well, that looks like it didn't last. Yeah. Same with Iraq, you know. But again, going back in, on, on the whole Noam Chomsky, how the world works thing. Um, it's not in it's not in America it's not in America's interests to have uh, stable countries developing yeah. stable countries exactly, yeah. dem democratic countries or just stable countries in whatever guys China's not d democracy fucking stable big threat Iraq was a big threat Libya was a big threat because mm -hmm. they were they were getting stable Afghan was becoming a threat because yeah. it was becoming stable. Yeah. That's not to say that it was great, but you get, if you got one ruling power in Afghan's case, Taliban, it would have been the Taliban. Um, they, they're more stable than what they were. They can yeah. achieve more. They become more of a threat. Which is why Iran's so fucking dangerous. Look at Iran. Yeah. They are squared away. Yeah. They've, they got, they've got WMDs. They're not going invading them. They're squared away. You, you can't fuck with them. Massive threat. Yeah. Massive threat. You know, it's one of the reasons. If you look at if you look at the places that we've gone and been involved with on the map, and try to have influence in or have when I say we, I mean the West. Look at those places. Stick pin point, Stick pins in them, on the map, and have a look what they're yeah. all bordered yeah, with yeah, yeah. or what they're right next to. All Stick surrounding Iran. Fucking Iran. Yeah. That whole area. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason as well, or one of the only reasons as well, we are so supportive of. Israel in the mm -hmm. Middle East situation, yeah. you know, and you know my fucking thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why, because yeah. there is a massive threat to the US to the to the West. Yeah, if because they that that region will become stable, become more powerful, more money will go there, which means less money to the West, and they will become. Uh, military, you know, a military problem, yeah. um, potentially. Maybe the, maybe the Americans are doing it for the good of themselves and the West by disrupting it. Like maybe their goal is they can see what's going to come this and they're is, like, uh, uh, this, okay, we need to keep this fucking going here. Exactly. No matter right. if it's right or wrong. And just this like, is the it is the bigger, bigger, bigger picture. Is what is if if that's what I just described in like getting reducing the likelihood of other thriving countries who get stronger and could become equal in or more in power or more powerful oh, unite. than America. Unite. Right. Yeah, or unite. Well, yeah. Yeah, I've Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, all yeah. of them, uh, yeah, all sorry, of them sorry, yeah. aligning, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So is it wrong to if, that, if that's been done, so making sure places are unstable, Look at Iraq. We fucking left. That place is carnage. Yeah. If, there's been no improvement. No. It's absolute carnage. But we ain't going back in there. No. We went in there when Saddam was had decent power over oh. the people. The place was pretty squared away. Yes, there was some. Uh, there was well, you had a lot of atrocities going on between the Baathists and the um, oh, Sunnis and Shias. Sunnis and yeah. Shias, right? Uh, but by and large, it was doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, squared away. Even with all the sanctions and that. We went in, we fucked it up, we left. It's now carnage. We ain't gone back in there. They go, oh, we need to go in there and, and like help them out. We ain't doing it. No. We want instability. Mm -hmm. So, the, again, going back to the question. So, is it a bad thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> if exactly. we're doing this, well, let's, say, let's think of America. If America are doing this, because that is what key, is, is the safest for their nation. Yeah. Doing all that bad stuff, 
to other nations yeah. to keep their own people yeah. squared away. Now, is that bad? <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> I'm not saying it's right, but you have to go bigger, bigger picture. You're just looking, at, you're looking, at, you're just looking after yourself, aren't you? It's all you're doing is you're looking after, you're looking after number one, but you can't, tell, you can't tell the people what you're planning because they'll think that you're fucking out of your mind. You know, you're fucking crazy. We're not doing that. And so you have to create events like this. And it's a detriment about. of our fellow human beings. Exactly, you know, yeah. you know, it's uh, my God, we got deep on that one. But yeah, but yeah, the, so yeah, the, the the phone calls were obviously fucking suspicious. Oh, back in nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> there was also a lot of there was un, an unprecedented amount of war games that day as well. So there's a lot of aircrafts getting scrambled here, there, and everywhere. So there'd be no aircraft in sort of the, in the vicinity. There was um. There's a code as well. There's a, a an agency called NORAD, and I don't know what it stands for. It's basically, the, the the aviation North American Air Defense, I think. Boom, Something check like that, that out. Yeah. And um, they're under instructions where, if a plane's been hijacked, you type in a four-digit code for distress, right? So if you pilot's flying, there he goes. He's off. He can hear distress. Do you not think he's got time? Every single one of them hasn't got time to go. <laughs> I think that was five, but even there, they go. That's even longer. I, there's a distress call straight away. They never once, I think over the radio, I never once said, you know, distress call. On any of the planes? On any of the planes. The Pentagon plane had gone completely off course, turned around, it was in the air 80 minutes, the Pentagon plane, had turned around, never once had anyone intercepted it or asked anything about it, just fucking wandered straight into the Pentagon. Why are they not, why are the Pentagon not challenging them? Where's the surface-to-air missiles? There's a, there was a, are we doing all right for time? Yeah, yeah. There was a golfer, a, uh, I can't remember his fucking name. He, he died in a private jet. There's some, um, there was a, uh, an oxygen fucking issue and the plane had fucking, there was no oxygen in the plane so they all collapsed and the plane was just going along and within like 10 minutes or something like that because they hadn't relayed back to NORAD, NORAD had scrambled the plane and fucking shot it out of the air just in case it flew, legit, in case it threw into a, a city or something like that. Like, that's what you're dealing with. 10 minutes they hadn't answered and there was a jet in the air. It's all very fucking suspicious in it. Very suspicious. The bloke who flew into the Pentagon, Annie Hanjour, they all went to flight school, all the pilots, in the US. They were going to fucking, yeah, flight school. And they were banned. Annie Hanjour and one of his muckers, they were so incompetent, they were banned from hiring a one-engine Cessna because they were so shit. It doesn't mean they can't fly a plane, though. It's probably but safety failures. They would, you they can would, fail a drive. You can fail... Getting your car license, mounting the fucking curb. Good, good point. Nigel Mansell. Good point. But they, uh, they were talking about the spiral that the plane apparently did when it hit the Pentagon, and there was pilots there. They said that's a very fucking difficult maneuver to pull off, and go, we'd struggle, but we'd struggle to do that. Norad. <laughs> Some fucking ninja on his Xbox pad. <laughs> yeah. It I is mean, hard. I remember playing Flight Simulator when I was a kid, yeah. late nineties. You ever play that Microsoft Flight Simulator? No. Oh, Sounds mate, fucking it's, boring. It's, like, oh, wait, it's a train spot, I think. I you have a hat on as well. It's not even Captain. a game. I wouldn't, even, <laughs> I wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even describe it as um, a game. No. It's literally on your laptop. You, fl- you can fl- you can pick the plane you want to fly, and it's all the controls on the laptop. You can use the button. All look, mate, impossible. Yeah, impossible. I couldn't even get the plane going. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's on the fucking computer <laughs> when you fucking sat down. There was a what's the what's the other little thing that was suspicious? There was a you know about the Sean Atwood one, don't you? Yeah, with the options trading, that's a fucking that's, no, go on. that's a weird one. Again, I have told you about this, but you've probably forgotten. So Sean Atwood was a uh, a drug dealer, <laughs> but he was living in Arizona, 
and he was a trader on Wall Street. He's like a reformed character now. He lives back in the UK as a true crime podcast. And he was on Wall Street doing options trading. Options trading is high frequency trading. So if a share goes up 10%, the option one goes up 100%. Or you lose all your fucking money. It's like high gear trading. And he, high risk as well, right? Yeah, yeah, very high risk. Now, he'd usually do a 1,000 contracts of options a month, right? That's fucking standard. Before 9-11 and two weeks before, the options trading on the airlines to fail went through the fucking roof. He said that it made, he goes, it made, it made uh, the Wall Street Journal um, like that on one of the, like the week before or on the week before 9-11, basically saying uh, unbelievable amounts of uh, options trading on the airlines to fail. Um, and then obviously we fucking all know what happened then. That's how fucking strange is that? People gambling on the airlines to fail a week before that and making a fortune. How many people were doing that? He, I, he was on the True Geordie podcast and he said that they were, they, they, he did about 20,000 contracts in about two weeks when he usually does 1,000 a month. No. Some unprecedented amount of number. It made the Wall Street Journal that week incredible amounts of money um, uh, options trading for the airline to fail. It's fucking insane. What the, what the fuck? <clears throat> oh, come on. Options trading. That's all inside of that. Even he says it. He goes, that's somebody knowing something about, you know, what's going on. It's insane. Everyone should, everyone should have a little look at it and just open-mindedness. You don't have to fucking believe me or whatever. You know, I could be fucking wrong. Could be completely wrong, but just the structures of the buildings and that fucking Tower Seven falling and all that sort of stuff—it's fucking insane. It's insane. Can, these people that can fly a drone six fucking forty years before it happened—you telling me they can't shoot down a plane or intercept a plane that's been hijacked? It's fucking bollocks. Anyway, there's that one. <laughs> We've got about ten minutes. Right. Okay. It's nearly ten o'clock. Yeah. Okay. And it's players are arguing. At Ten thirty. The monk's just remember the monk. No fucking hell, mate. He's playing today. Is he? Yeah. He's yeah. He's 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 playing both matches. I think he's on the bench for one of them. Uh, mate, release release the monk. Release the monk. Yeah. He's just trying to call me. Um, what have we not covered that you want to cover? I think that's about it, really. It was Epstein. There's not enough fucking time for Epstein, is there now? Nowhere near. Very peculiar way of dying. <laughs> Very fucking strange way of dying. This is the problem with conspiracies, though, isn't it? How blatant is that death? How fucking blatant is it? Mm. And people... Oh, did you see McAfee's died? Who's McAfee? F fucking John McAfee. Billionaire. No, not heard about McAfee this. Software. No? Oh, I know McAfee Software now, towing, yeah. Was not towing the line. And there's... Uh, been found dead. Oh dear, no, yeah, I didn't I think know he got about nicked this. as well. He got accused of something, he got nicked. I, I don't know, I need to read that, that full story. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> I got no yeah, idea. McCarthy mate. died, he was murdered. <laughs> yeah, I got Eps no idea. Epstein 2.0. I got no idea. But yeah, it's. This is the problem with fucking. Like, I don't believe in flat earth. I'm not one of those fucking. Mate, I've, sat, I've sat at a You're wedding. saying, yeah. Next to a Welsh guy, actually, who was a flat earther. Fuck. And mate, Fuck. adult trying to convince me. That they were the Earth was flat. I work for a satcoms company. Yeah, yeah. I work for a company that flies satellites <laughs> around, around the, the fucking Earth. Earth. Don't try and convince know, me yeah. it's flat Earth. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is another thing with the fucking with the YouTube thing. It's like flat Earthers have still got pages, and flat Earthers can still spiel their bullshit. I love it though. But other fucking people get shut down. It's fucking. Oh, that's a good point, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. free speech, dangerous information. Yeah. Well, it is dangerous, but it's good as well. Yeah. 
It is dangerous if it's good as well. You have to have it. But yeah. Anyway, what's uh, where, where do you think we're going to move with this cigar business? What do you mean? Like, I think, do you think the army will give us a chance? I don't think the army will let us come anywhere near us. I don't think we'll ever. What do you mean the army? I don't think the army themselves. <laughs> I love the way your mind works. Go on, I want to hear why. The ar- on, the, 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 I can't see the army buying cigars of us to have in their mess. <laughs> Neither can I, mate. No, I just, it's, but, I, <laughs> I, 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 but the, my plan, my idea initially was that. I thought. Oh, for the mess? Yeah, I thought they'd, I thought they'd fucking love that. I was thinking every fucking unit. Well, it's not the army wouldn't do it. So what Steve is talking about is. One of the things we're gonna do, we are doing is uh, with combat cigars. We're going to provide Perth, so you can buy a combat cigar from Combat Cigars. Um, we yeah, we've got three blends: Victory, flipping Oath of Allegiance, and we got the last post. I fucking love the Victory, right? Anyway, um, we can personalise them. So for a promotion or a leave-in thing, whatever, you can come and buy a, a tin of combat cigars of us. They'll come, but we'll also add a personalised band on the cigar, yeah. for example fucking with a name of something or a battle on it or whatever but we can then provide it to with you know messes sergeants messes officers messes and that and the army wouldn't buy them off us mate but someone one of the blokes would yeah but that's for an event it's yeah. not we'd be fine i don't the think problem is smoking on camp that's the yeah. drama I, I i think the fucking um brigadier or whatever on camp will see i'll just get a whiff of that and go get that out of the fucking mess because it'll, it'll go around fucking camp quicker than chlamydia people will fucking hear about it It'll pass around the mess. Look. Have you heard about three pounds fucking officers' mess? They've got cigars in the mess. Oh, fucking hell. Maybe we, we should get them. Or oh, if we don't, can't get them, we'll grass them up. It'll, there's no way it'll happen. Mate, you have a very... Mate, that's not how it works. What do you think those messes... <laughs> mate, they're not that bad. Good people. Yeah, it might, be, it might be good people, but it's, it's keeping mouths shut, isn't it? Everyone's going to post a picture on their Instagram. Same as Bynes, though. Anyway, some of... Anyway, if you want to buy a, like a job lot of cigars <laughs> for like an event or whatever, a wedding or whatever, you just ask us. Yeah. And if you buy them for a mess, and you can have a, a, a mess function, and dish them out for I don't know a dining out or whatever. A boxing, uh, boxing night or whatever. You know, a boxing night or whatever, or sp- or some fucking event, or yeah, whatever. Hit us up. Um, hit us up. We'll do them for you. Uh, and by the way, the sticker idea that you had is fucking tremendous. It's a fucking great idea because you can st- like uh, shout out to Andrew Corcoran. Uh, He's put, has put one on his chainsaw and has cut down a tree with it. Has he? Yeah. So, he's got so the, the cigar, the bands on the combat cigars, they are made. So when when you you know you get a cigar for those who aren't connoisseurs like me, I'm not a fucking connoisseur. I've been loads doing this. You you, you just normally you like smoke a cigar and when it gets about halfway down, you take the band off, like the name of the cigar, or whatever on it. On ours, when you you take the band off, you can remove the backing of the band and it's a sticker. So you can stick it. So you can collect them up and fucking stick them wherever you want to stick them. It's good, good marketing. And no, no other cigar does that. No, 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 no other cigar does that. No other cigar, no other cigar does, that. does that. No other my idea. No, it's just, I know. Oh. By the way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, you know, get, try and get anyone to go up to a fucking tree and smoke a cigar while you're trying to cut it down. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. At all. But he's a professional, so he's okay. Make sure you smoke it in woods where there's a fire break as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and don't go into don't go into. I've got some advice. Don't go into the fucking tobacco business. No, the complex it's a fucking is a bit, nightmare. Yeah, Jesus Christ, epic. Anyway, should we gonna wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, mate, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been great. I'm gonna yeah. go and get fucking crushed now by fucking yeah, uh, by Yokozuna. Yeah, Force of Barbarians. Yeah. big day. Uh, for Rugby for Heroes, Mega, Combat Cigars at Cody UK, Shameless Pluck. Nine Eleven. Oh, wait, shout to Nelson. Shout to Nelson. Shout out to Nelson, Nelson. yeah. Uh, rest in peace, our rest um, in peace, Nelson, yeah. our cigar man over there. He's unfortunately died of COVID. 
rolled yeah. uh, so the the batch the the, the the stock we've got in now are the last ones that will ever be rolled by Nelson because he died of coronavirus unfortunately shout Nelson he was uh, instrumental behind setting up the company mm-hmm. instrumental uh, in fact we, we wouldn't have happened without him actually. no it wouldn't have we yeah yeah. Um, yeah and he was dead rest in peace rest in peace Nelson rest in peace this podcast yeah rest in peace nice, nice to pleasure see. yeah mate we'll have a good day we'll have a good day today. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast and you want to support it more, you want to get more involved with it, then you become a you can become a patron of H Hour by going to patreon.com forward slash HK podcast. Or just go to the, just go to the podcast website, which is charliecharlie1.com, and hit become a patron. Easy peasy. Uh, you'll get to uh, be you get invited into a uh, an exclusive group, um, exclusive community uh, via Discord and via obviously the Patreon app of other like minded individuals patrons like like yourself um you'll get access to all the uh podcasts early before anyone else and you also get access to exclusive interviews with the guests so each guest now has a separate shorter interview done which is only released to patrons they're quite enjoyable they were only started recently they're quite enjoyable you would like them they're about 10 minutes long each one of them but you, they don't they never go to the joe public so if you want to get involved become a patron do that. Patreon.com forward slash HK podcasts. I'm going to shout at the sponsors today. The Aardvark Group, providing advanced systems for the protection and management of territories, borders, assets, and people for a global customer base. Also, they've got an online shop now where they provide kit and equipment for people who work in post-conflict zones. For example, trauma packs, first aid packs. If you go onto their shop, go to aardvark.group, which is a website, uh, I go into the shop and they've provided a discount code for HR listeners. The discount code is H-H-O-U-R. Enter that at checkout and you'll get money off whatever you purchase. Thank you to Aardvark. Also sponsoring the podcast today were DevSoc, a community. I said DevSoc, like everybody knows, most people know now who DevSoc is. The Development Society. So if you didn't know who DevSoc are, it's the Development Society. And they're a community of people who want to be better than they were yesterday and they want to help other people become better than they were yesterday. They are active on Instagram and Facebook. They've got an infamous Daily Waves newsletter where you can chuck your email address into the website and, and get uh, hints and tips and advice every single day. You don't have to do anything for it. You just get it. Um, and that's all via the website, thedevelopmentsociety.co.uk. Thank you, DevSoc. Finally, sponsored the podcast today with Rugby Heroes, who have just held, just recently held, their first big event since the lockdown. Uh, the lockdowns, I should say, plural. Uh, the first big event of 2021. Arguably the first big event of 2021 anywhere. Anywhere. Never mind the Euros. Never mind flipping Wimbledon. Never mind it. Rugby for Heroes at their event, and it was incredible. Rugby, beer, live music, veteran-owned brands on display, money raised for military charities. Well done to Rugby for Heroes and Mike Valance at the helm there. Incredible event. They've got more events coming up that you can get involved in, 100%. They are back in the game now. To stay up to date with what they're doing, you go to their um, social media, which is at Rugby for Heroes, Rugby Number 4 Heroes, um, or go to their website, RugbyNumberFourHeroes.org. Yes. I'll see you at her events. I have, I think I've been at every single event since I found out about them in 2018. I think I have. Michael, correct me if I haven't. Definitely correct me. Thank you, Rugby Heroes. Thank you to you for listening to the podcast and supporting it. And uh, thank you to everybody. Thank you to the world. It's incredible. We're alive. We're breathing. It's an incredible day. It's the, or maybe evening wherever you are. Maybe morning wherever you are. It is an incredible journey we're on. 
and you should enjoy it unless you're on the M25 oh, I am absolutely waffling until the next time <laughs> I, had a lot of, I had a lot of caffeine today until the next time out <laughs>